Is it hot in here, or is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is I, of course, once again, Coxie, here for the listener special of the Lost Art of uh, Wrestling. They're taking over. They are taking over. Bold captain all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so of course, Coxie is once again joined by the baddest man. The baddest man. The baddest man. <laughs> he signs, seals, delivers. Absolutely. <laughs> He's not sure. <laughs> He's not sure if to speculate, defecate, or ejaculate. <laughs> He's, he is Jimmy the boy, Billy the boy, the man of a thousand gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> Just do some random innuendo yourself. What? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a man of a thousand gimmicks. Currently classy as fuck in his tuxedo t-shirt. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to go and say the one I said before. <laughs> whoever listens to this one. But yes, he is the man of a thousand gimmicks. He is everybody's boy and my own. He is Jimmy the Boy Bunkle. How are we doing? I'm on the verge of tears, mate. I'm fucking pissing myself laughing. Oh, the things we talk about off the air. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but no, we sort of we wanted to not have a six hour episode with this one. Um, so we've done it as two episodes. Referred to come as we soon at some point review Heatwave ninety eight, which is one of our all time favourites. Would you say? Yeah, yeah, it's up there. Probably yeah. favourite. Well, yeah, it'd be a favourite ECW show. I would think. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's one of them. I'll have to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> as well, I as there's some I want to. There's what I want to find that Dudley Boys one. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but no, yeah. Because we did say that that's what we were going to do, like, a podcast ago. Yeah, and we still haven't done yet, but it's time gets in the way. Yeah, well. And busy lives. True, true. So. No, yeah. I don't know what your excuse is. I've got family shit. I don't know what his <laughs> excuse is, though. <laughs> Other podcasts uh, and... i got gigs and shit, yeah. Yeah, but it got, me two, <laughs> it got me two interviews, mate, so fuck you. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that is what I do. <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is another gimmick of Bunkle. He, he, he doesn't actually have gimmicks, he's just really bipolar. <laughs> slight, slight also schizophrenic. Wouldn't be overly shocked. <clears throat> so, yeah, the, the innovator of... Uh, I can't even think of a word, but... I wouldn't... Well, no. You see? No. Hmm. 
I don't, I don't really. Well, I'm not really innovative. <laughs> <laughs> the innovator what? of sweet fuck all. <laughs> what have you done with your life? I've innovated nothing. <laughs> Um, but no, we sort of we had a lot of requests to do this one, Uncle. Yeah, yeah. Um, people get saying we we have topics we want you to talk about. Sounds good to so me. It's when we have I got I got my piece of paper too. It's too late. I close submissions. You'll, yeah, I'm not saying that. You're, I'm, you're, my piece of paper is blank. You're folks. demoted to Jimmy the Paperboy. <laughs> you're not the mailman anymore. You're Jimmy the Paperboy. That's fine. That's fine. Because <laughs> what I'll do is I'll just throw newspapers at him. <laughs> Until until like they fall over, I slip on one, and then like I'll put my bag on top of them and pin them. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Hell yeah, bags and shit, folks. <laughs> Bikes and shit. <laughs> he got a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna turn. This is when you turn into a sign guy, Bunkle. Sangam. You just started writing stuff on your paper. No, no, no. I've got my paper in preparation for some of the uh, some of the topics. I'm assuming. Oh, okay. Um, well, the first one. I've, I've always liked to start with controversy because controversy creates cash. Apparently, except on this award-winning podcast, that's never won an award. Yes. Um, <laughs> Danny writes in. Crayon motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Who books this shit? <laughs> James the Crayola man, Uncle. <laughs> oh. Waxy to the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the ever infamous tweet that Jeremy the Rash Borash sent out many, many moons ago to um, mm. a uh, tweet which was. Uh, can't remember the actual tweet originally sent, but it was something along the lines of why does TNA suck so much or something. To which he responded, I hope your whole family dies. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. Which I have reminded him of several times when I've tweeted him myself. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still yet to block me. <laughs> well, he should have been held more accountable for his actions and definitely should have been fired. Um... From his point of view, TNA is his family, um, as he puts it, uh, and that's why he said it. Um, I did actually, uh, I did actually have the opportunity to interview Jeremy Borash. Uh, I responded to a Facebook message where basically a guy had booked an interview with Jeremy Borash and couldn't do it for his wrestling website. Why have you never told me this before? It was a long, long time ago, and Maybe I you did tell me that. I might have done. <laughs> I, well, I just emailed him out of the blue and said, "Oh, I." I'll interview him, but I've got some serious questions I want to ask him. And he's Not like, "Well, why? I need to I need to read the questions first. <laughs> I was like, "Fine." So I wrote down the questions that I, I wrote. Carol wrote ten questions, and it was the usual. You know, how do you like being in the UK? You yeah, know, what yeah. do you want to say to UK fans? Blah blah blah. And one of them was, "How do you feel about that tweet that you sent out?" <laughs> <laughs> Where you said that uh, you wish somebody's family had died, uh, which is probably why I didn't get a chance to do the interview, um, <laughs> uh, because as I said to the as I said to the, the guy who was um, I was messaging, I felt as though that 
people deserved an answer and he needed to be held accountable for those actions because it's yeah. not right, it's not on. No. You are in the public eye and for, though you're probably not, but for whatever reason you may be seen as a role model, as most famous people are. So you should be held accountable for what you said. You could have simply blocked the person, yeah. but instead you came back with something that was far and away over the top, like totally, out, you know, un- unacceptable. Um, I don't know whether he got fined or whether he got suspended. There's never been any real like, mention of it. There hasn't. It's I just kind of been seen glossed the, over. It was all I remember seeing the actual screen cap. I think it was like no DQ posted it or something. Like yeah. Jeremy Moore sends out like disgusting tweet or something. Yeah, like yeah. Um, and as far as I'm aware, he would he might have just got like a slap on the wrist or something. Yeah. I think he may have deleted the tweet afterward. Right, right. Like a day after, because everyone's sort of saying that's rather ha- a harsh thing to say. Yeah, yeah. It's out of order. So. Well, I say, I mean. It's um, like, well, well t- but the, the rashes last words be TNA forever! Like. Probably. <laughs> you'll probably die when TNA does. That not, I'm not trying to be mean there and that, you know, completely... <laughs> pot, pot kettle. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to do that, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is, like, TNA seems to have, like, a thousand lives. It Everybody thinks it's gone and it's back. Yeah. Jeremy Borash has never done anything outside of TNA and always is with TNA, so... Oh. That's where you're wrong. What? He did produce and, I think, direct the Forever Hardcore documentary. Which before I think he joined TNA. Oh right, around, okay. It may have been around after. Well, it was around two thousand five. I think that came out. So right, right. Well, fine. He's never done anything else. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't think he's good enough to get to you know to make it in WWE or anything like that. I don't see ever see them picking him up. And I don't think that no, indie I, promotions will pick him up because I guarantee that he'll want more money than they'll pay him for a well, ring announcer. The the thing with. Like um, indie promotion, I think would bring him in as they consider him a name. Whereas if I was a promoter, and it's like, do you want to bring Borash in? I'd sort of instantly go, well, there was a time he sent out that tweet, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which um, was sort of instantly put me off. But it's like a lot of companies nowadays, um, they have a social media policy in place. Yeah, they will even Facebook and Twitter stalk you to yeah. find out what sort of stuff you post to see what kind of person you are. Yeah, I found out. Yeah, they do. Um, which, if that's I, why I never post. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. That's um, why I've not seen many reviews of yours as well. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle's Ranch reviews and opinions. Yeah, <laughs> um, that had to stop. But, <laughs> <laughs> you will get that job in TNA, damn it. <laughs> um, but no, it's like if I was a potential employer, and I sort of, if I was like Vinnie Mac or something, I would possibly get my assistant over to look back yeah. through the archives and see what sort of stuff he's posted. Yeah. And then just sort of present it to him and say, so why do you want the job? Bearing in mind that you did once say this. Yeah. The thing is, the first, like it's not even just going to be like, I know the, the Facebook's talking and you look through your Twitter, but you can guarantee that they'll just do a Google search of you. Yeah. Because something like that might not appear on your Twitter because you deleted it, mm. but it'll appear in a Google search because somebody's picked it up. Yeah. And because somebody's taken a screenshot of it. Yeah. So it does the rounds. Mm. Yeah. Which is why Jerry Borash probably not going to get hired when TNA no longer exists. Well, it's not so much that, but even then, like for me, they have like Moro Ronaldo, who is fucking gold. Oh, yeah. 
he is brilliant. Yeah, very impressive. Considering, I mean, I didn't. I'm guessing he had done wrestling before. I know he'd done Pride and he, you know, he's done Pride. MMA. I think he did a possibly of like a bit of New Japan flight. Like right. The English. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, the yeah. English like commentary. Sort yeah. Of thing. I think he did the the commentary for that. Right, right. Um, he may have done other stuff as well, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I think the main one was like he done New Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ronaldo's great. And, you know, he's he's an upgrade over almost everybody who's sat in that chair. Mm. Um, maybe not Jim Ross, but Jim Ross had massive ups and massive downs, really, because yeah. you could tell when he was pissed off with the company or pissed off with the way somebody was being booked or. You know, or just a talent in general. Yeah. Um, so he was very. I think he was almost too involved backstage to be a good, to be the. You know, he is the greatest commentator of all time, but in certain situations, he was too involved backstage to be. Uh, objective. Yeah. Um, never liked Jerry Lawler, uh, but obviously it's <laughs> a bit different. Play by play to color commentary is very different. Mm. Um, Michael Cole. I enjoy heel Michael Cole, but when he was heel Michael Cole, he was wasn't play by play. Yeah, he was color commentator again. So yeah, in terms of play by play commentators, he's definitely up there. Yeah, um, in like a short space of time. Hmm. But yeah, wouldn't hire Jimmy <clears throat> Borash. I don't. Uh, TNA didn't use him on the main show for a long for while. I was watching TNA. He was always the commentator on like. Invade. Explosion, Explosion that's it, yeah. And he did a lot of backstage segments. Yeah, yeah. So he's all, he's like the Todd Grisham of <laughs> TNA. And, yeah, no. It's just, he's obviously, may, maybe he regrets sending that treat, tweet. I'm guessing he does. But it just gives you an insight into he's probably not a very nice person. Yeah. And I bet if you met him, he would be a bit of a dick. Hmm. So... And he doesn't really have the... He isn't important enough to act like that, Yeah. really. It's like... Like, I can understand somebody like Bubba Ray Dudley, who's played a heel pretty much his whole career, playing a heel in the back. Yeah. Yeah, and playing up to it because that's the character that he's trying to p- put across. Mm. Yeah. But... Um, the rash now. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Apo- Apologise. <laughs> 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 there was Zoom Punk. I apologise. Yeah, uh, he has no credit, not credibility, but he has no. I wouldn't consider him a draw. No, like, I no. I say I, I wouldn't bring him into my indie promotion. Yeah, oh no way. Wouldn't be worth what I'd have to pay. Him. Mm. Just wouldn't. Maybe if I could hit him in the head with a chair unprotected. <laughs> Repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> Masato Tanaka style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, following from that, he asks, uh, memories of WWF and WCW airing on TV in the UK. Right. WCW, my exposure was limited uh, in terms of what I watched over it. Well, it was you know shown over here in the UK I watched a few episodes of Thunder uh, if I'm honest because I was I was into WWE a lot um, because it was on Saturday mornings Sky 1 Smackdown 2 hours yes 
that's my wrestling. That's what I'm watching. And then you get live wire after it, which showed you what happened on Raw. Yeah. yeah. So I get three hours of wrestling as a kid. That's what I get each week. And then on Sunday, there'll be another two hours. Yeah. Uh, a recap show of SmackDown and a recap show of Raw. But I've already watched live wire, so I've seen my recap episode of Raw. So I don't need to watch that again. And I watch SmackDown, so I don't need to watch the second one. Sometimes I would anyway. Well, you, you sometimes, you had, it was Sunday with Shotgun and Superstars, wasn't it? Something like that. Which was you'd maybe see that the odd you might you if I remember correctly there was always like one extra match yeah. you know from that show yeah, yeah. you know which would have been like <clears throat> almost like when they recorded it they'd do Velocity or whatever it was first and then they'd do Smackdown yeah. and you'd get one match yeah. maybe two you know, if you were lucky and they'd just be squash matches because mm. I remember <clears throat> was it Heat or something I watched and AJ Styles was on it Yes, he was. <laughs> and he had one match against S.A. Rios. Yeah. So, and he got beat. I think so. Because yeah. he was like local jobber versus S.A. Rios, who couldn't speak English. Yeah. And so he jobbed. And now look at him. Um, <laughs> but say so that's my memory of. My memory and my exposure was just WWE. And like sitting down watching it and usually getting like the odd passing comment from my dad, you know, ripping it. Oh, it's fake, you know, it's fake, you know. Yes, yes, I am aware. But I still enjoy it. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm like 12. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, or like, like, to be fair though, like my parents did sometimes sit down and watch it and like, though obviously they, they knew it's fake, they bought into the kayfabe just, you know, so that I, because obviously I was interested in it yeah, and yeah. you know, it's, you, you try and encourage children in their interests. Mm-hmm. Um but no, that say that's my memory of it. Waking up on a Saturday morning, running down the stairs, Smackdown's on, boom, watching that, watching Livewire after it. So I know what's happened throughout the week. <clears throat> and like Smackdown was usually relatively good because you had all the same stars that were on Raw on Smackdown and they followed on, you know. Yeah. Um storylines weren't too convoluted, there wasn't you know, and okay, most of your matches weren't brilliant, but it was entertaining. Mm. Um, and obviously you, you're looking out for The Rock really The Rock Austin Triple H yeah. it's just the one thing that I always remember from Smackdown was at the end of the show invariably Triple H was always stood standing over the baby face because he beat him down after his match yeah. or whatever um, you know and that's pretty much how every show ended from mm. what I remember Um I say WCW didn't really get that much exposure to it um, until later on when it was winding down. Yeah. Um, but that's just because of the time that it was on. Because uh, I know you said that that's how you got into wrestling, but it was on late nights. Mm. And well, at late nights it was my parents' TV, not my TV. Yeah. So, I give and take. Yeah. There was a thing was I remember it used to be on started off on TNT. And then it got the, the rights. They sold the rights off to Bravo, mm-hmm. who started showing it around like one o'clock in the morning yeah. on a Thursday night, sometimes yeah. a Wednesday. Then the uh, TNT also started showing Thunder, but again, it'd sometimes be on at like one o'clock in the mm. morning. Yeah, uh, Bravo showed a few episodes of Thunder, mm-hmm. but it was more Nitro became priority. Then Nitro sort of disappeared. Yeah. Uh, and then you'd get WCW Worldwide on Channel 5. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Friday evenings with the big like. I, yeah, I used to catch a few, uh, I caught a few of those actually on Channel it's 5. It's like a chair shot, it's like, pow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, oh God. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that was bad. Um, I remember getting up really early in the morning to watch pay-per-views that were on Channel 4. I, I taped the Royal Rumble, which we covered on last episode. Yeah. And I meant to get up for Backlash, because I think I left school. Yeah. And I set my alarm, heard my alarm go off, woke up, turned it off, and just went, Going back to bed. <laughs> and because from the sound of things, I didn't miss much. Yeah. So. I got, you see, I remember getting up like proper late at night, and oddly enough, me and my sister getting up and watching Heat, followed by the pay per view, yeah. and actually staying up and watching it on like a Sunday night. Mm. Um, obviously, only if I was off school the next day. Yeah. Um, and then when we got Sky, like properly, like we got, and I realised it was on Sky Sports yeah, yeah. as well. Um, I remember sitting and watching. WrestleMania 17 live, which, as you probably know from the previous podcasts... What? <laughs> <Utter> bastard. <laughs> as we know from previous podcasts, it was my favourite pay-per-view of all time. Yeah. Um, and I think my mum stayed up and watched that as well, oddly, while I watched it. Because um, I remember panicking about the swear words. Um, just instantly turn it on and go to bed well no I knew she wouldn't do that but I was just kind of like you are aware I will not repeat these words at this moment in time (laughs) but um, no it was good that's to say that's obviously I saw my favourite pay-per-view and um, you know that's kind of how I got into wrestling was you know Saturday Smackdown Mm. Really? Well, I, say, I remember um, Heat on Channel 4 as well, like, Sunday afternoons at like sometimes 3, 4 o'clock. And I always remember there's, you'd always have like Crash Holly on it for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's like the same ones like Crash Holly, S.A. Rios, and Saturn. And all like the, the, regular yeah, yeah. Heat, the regular heaters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every now and again you get like a tag team match on there. And it'd be like, I can't remember who'd be on it. Just some like low level tag team, like the acolytes or something like that, because they were yeah. never in like the you know they're never in the main tag team push at the time, and they just squashed some jobbers. Mm. And you'd feel really bad because one of them had to take a dominate. It's like oh, you, you you feel sore now. <laughs> <laughs> Especially who was like yeah go go and teach him a lesson. It's... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you will feel it. <laughs> But no, um, yeah, I remember a few, like the, um, always Crash Holly for some reason on Heat, and yeah, it's, it's just, that's what, that's what it was for, <laughs> though, you know, for a low-level match that you could put across. Yeah, I remember the British Bulldog on an episode of Heat as well at one point. Yeah, but you only took last, on Crash Holly. He only lasted like two matches, for his back came out again. <laughs> True. The drugs. Where's my title shot? Where's my title shot? (laughs) We never get a title shot. Shut up. (laughs) Oh dear. Um, Quite you. (laughs) (laughs) Then Danny also asks uh, favorite wrestling T-shirt. Ooh. Now is his favorite wrestling T-shirt in terms of look or because of a situation? My situation. Okay, because if we go based on the situation, my favourite wrestling t-shirt I bought at the very first Smackdown event we went to watch. Right. So it was you, me, and Danny Bolton yeah. went to Manchester for my birthday to watch Smackdown. Yes. And I, 
had on a Kurt Angle t-shirt oh, with the American yes. flag on it and I think it said like um, you tapped out on the back or something like that tap or snap was yeah it? that was it oh, tap or snap so. yeah and I remember being stood there and I think he was having a match with Eddie Guerrero or Eddie Guerrero came out anyway and he stood on the turnbuckle pointed directly at us looked at his shirt kind of like you know give it the up and down on the arms and like and I was like oh my god I have to buy one now because he's <laughs> literally pointed at me specifically yeah. to point at why are you wearing a Kurt Angle shirt get an Eddie Guerrero shirt yeah, I remember. and I went and bought an Eddie Guerrero shirt because <laughs> as soon as the match finished pay-per-view finished right I'm getting one and went and got an Eddie Guerrero shirt and I still have that shirt I still have both of those shirts so I think I, I don't remember like, he came out with the mini wasn't it I think yeah and he sort of I remember he looked at you two and he looked sort of gutted that you, have, you both had on Kurt Angle shirts and just pulled his and was like look at mine yeah <laughs> yeah and it was just like <laughs> and obviously with Eddie being who he was and whatnot, not like that's a moment I'll never forget mm. which is why I <laughs> I probably shouldn't that Kurt Angle shirt is my favourite shirt of all time that I own yeah. because if I hadn't bought that shirt I would never have got that reaction and that yeah. that the one of the greatest wrestlers who ever lived would never have reacted to me yeah do you know what I mean and though okay I've never met him I don't know him or anything like that I never got t-shirt signed or anything that that moment to a kid is like world changing mm. almost do you know what I mean yeah yeah so, like, that's why I say, for in terms of situation, that's my favourite shirt. It's not my favourite shirt to wear or look at or anything like that. It's a nice shirt, don't get me wrong, it's a bit tired nowadays. Because yeah. that was 12, 12 maybe more than 12 years ago? No, it was 2004. Was it 2004? Yeah. So, 12 years ago. So, now... It was, it was the first time to tape television yeah. in the UK. Yeah. But, so, that's my favourite shirt in terms of... You know what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have both. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, my favourite shirt, actually of all time, um, you see, I like the Smoking Skull shirt. Yeah. The Steve Austin Smoking Skull shirt, which I do have. Um, but. You know, and obviously, again, that gained a bit more infamy when CM Punk wore it for the pipe bomb. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I quite... Yeah, that might... it might be that. Yeah. Because there's some, like... There's some, like... You, you, like The most recent events I've been to, I've been and I looked at the shirts and I've just thought, no, yeah, they're yeah, all right. They're nothing. They've been a bit naff. They're all, and they're all like, they've gone back to the thing where they always put like the guy's name on the shirt. Yeah. Which is something that, other than with Steve Austin, where it had Austin 316 on it, mm. I've never really enjoyed, I've never really wanted somebody's name on my shirt. I don't want my shirt just to stand there and say Dolph Ziggler on it. Yeah. I'm like, well, no. It's like I don't want somebody's face on my shirt. <laughs> Why do I want a picture of you on my shirt? Yeah. Type of thing. I quite, you know, I quite liked. Um, I, oh, I know what my favorite shirt is. My favorite shirt is the Miz shirt that said "Hello, I'm awesome" on it in like a, a name tag. 
See, I bought, have I bought, that shit. I thought you were going to say the uh, Damien Sandow one. Oh, um, this is an eye greater than um, you. Yeah, yeah, I like that one too. I nearly bought that once. I can't remember what I bought instead. What did I buy instead? I think it's because they, they didn't have that oh, on sale. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it wasn't on sale, so I and didn't there was buy al- it. There was also the Dobbs Ziggler one, which says "Still on the show and your girlfriend." And yeah, I, like, I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember him having one that said, um, "It's not showing off." And I'm like, if you can back it up. Yeah. I like that one as well, because it was pink and blue. And it was like, no one would wear that, because it's like so loud. And I was like, I would wear that, because I am loud. Or I can be. And there was another one the Miz used to have, and it had like a chicken and a magnet. Yeah. It was like chick magnet. Men. That's a great shirt. I love stuff like that. But, no, there's there are some really, really good wrestling shirts. Um, you know, the, like I say, nowadays, they're kind of... They're not as good as they used to be, just because yeah. they're not. It's it's not like funny phrases or anything like that. It's literally like a person's name or their initials, yeah. and it's like that's not really what I want. Mm. You know, I don't want my shirt to say Alberto Del Rio on it. Yeah. It's like uh, no, <laughs> no, why? What about you? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of all the shirts I've now over the years. <laughs> This, this might take a while. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you've owned way more shirts than me. Um, the indie shirts count. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like my Dave Rain one. <laughs> which, which one is your Dave Rain one? Because he's done a few. The red one. So I've got the red one with yeah. the, you know, his symbol on the front of it with the two girls. Yeah. And I can't remember what it says on the back. Uh, is it hashtag boom or something? Yeah, yeah, hashtag boom on the back. Because yeah. I've also got the yellow one. That says, uh, it's a hashtag cruiser champ on the back of it, or something like that, which is like a gay innuendo. I didn't realize when I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) Still have it though. (laughs) I need to go dig it out. Oh dear. Um, I need to dig both of them out. See, I, I was because I've always been a fan of like Mick Foley and Catches Jack. I've, yeah. I wanted the the wanted. Oh yeah, wanted, yeah. The wanted dead shirt. I wanted that for years. Yeah. And it was always that sort of thing. It's like you could you could buy it, and it was like, oh, it's twenty five pounds. It's like, yeah. not twenty five quid. Yeah, not for a t shirt. Um, I got the the opportunity to buy a, a, a wanted Mick Foley shirt. Yeah. It's, like, it's not the same as like yeah. it's still cool. Um, I've always liked the, the, there was the RVD one I got years ago. I think it was like when we went to watch Raw yeah. in 2006, 2007. Right. Yeah. Again at Manchester, and it was the big like red dragon. Right, on, yeah. On the, on the back, you had like massive signature of like Rob Van Damme on the back. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think you do have that shirt. I still got it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very tattered nowadays. Yeah, well that's the um, problem with these things, like... Like I said, that those two shirts that I got from that show back in two thousand and four, my Kurt Angle one and my Eddie Guerrero one, which was the Tabasco one. Yeah, man, they're tired now. They're proper knackered now. But I, ain't, I refuse to get rid of them. I'll never. I'll never. The, ever the get one rid of thing them. I've always loved about wrestling t-shirts is there's, you, like, you get such longevity out of them. Yeah, like they last so fucking long. Yeah. Well, like if if I, I suppose if I put them on hangers all the time and stuff like that, they'd probably still be. And I wore them now. You'd still recognise it as what it was. Yeah. Another wrestling fan would still recognise what you, the shirt that you're wearing. 
and I think that's something that as well they don't get dated yeah whereas like you know like you go out nowadays and like you just buy any random t-shirt that isn't plain yeah like my wife buys me lots and lots of Marvel t-shirts because I like you know I like those movies and you know I yeah. like the characters and whatnot. but in five years they will be really out of date mm. and they'll like, people will be like why are you wearing that yeah do you know what I mean whereas a wrestling shirt I, if people recognised it they wouldn't they, they'd yeah. still know you know know what it is because I've got my WrestleMania 32 while I'm now yeah and it's just the feel of it it's always been high quality oh yeah yeah it's, it's like it'll last it lasts several washes around yeah. fading and tattering and stuff yeah yeah um I probably suppose it's why you pay the, the money you do for them. I got yeah. this. I got this quite cheap. So <laughs> I say I need. I, I keep saying to the wife that I want because I don't. I want to get on eBay and try and pick up some like the old school shirts that I remember yeah. from back in the day. And I know they'll be expensive, but they're like I'm sure there are some. Like, they might not be super old stuff. Like you know, I'm not. They might be from like I don't know, like that Dolph Ziggler shirt that I mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Think a shirt like that. I don't think you're going to be paying really high prices for it. I think you're going to be paying ten, fifteen dollars for it, or yeah. you know, ten, fifteen quid for it, which is less than I would have paid for it brand new. But it's the shirt that I want, and they don't make them anymore. So yeah. why wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's a certain things like that that I, you know, I think yeah, I'll probably go out and invest in something like that. Mm. You know, because again, like you say, it's going to last a long time, and yeah. you know, I'm always I'm always going to enjoy wrestling. <laughs> um, yeah, I just remember there was the my probably all time favorite shirt was the one I had in like in like year seven. Right. If you remember, it was the Austin one. I think I do. Yeah. And it had the only thing I remember is had that the the red flag there. Yeah, yeah. The Lone Star flag, and it had that the big the uh, snake on the back. Yeah, back I remember it. Yeah, well, rattlesnake. Yeah, I do remember it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had someone ask, "Where did you get that shirt from?" America, I'm not going to let America for a shirt. Fucking don't then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when I got that Austin 316 shirt, you know, the 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 one that everybody knows with yeah, just yeah. Austin 316 on the front and the smoking skull on the back, I got it from a charity shop in Saturn Square. Yeah. That is a find and a half. <laughs> I paid three pound fifty for that shirt. Nice. Uh, I was like, I got that and a Neddy Guerrero WrestleMania one from it. It doesn't have. I think it just has. I think it just says Eddie Guerrero or like the or lie cheat and steal in like you know like the top left hand corner on yeah. the front, and on the back it's like um, the GTA video game, oh, yeah. but it's Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> it's min, and I was like, I'm paying like six quid for these two shirts. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that is like an amazing find. Mm. Uh, I need to get back in those church shops actually. <laughs> get back in the church shops see if I can find wrestling shirts. David. Find a lot of uh, wrestling DVDs in charity shops. Right, right. So. Oh man, say definitely yeah. worth a look. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I remember about t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. What are your favourite wrestling t-shirts? Let us yeah. know. Definitely in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danny Olden also asks: the worm is it the most effective finisher in the biz? Um. Well, um, I don't suppose. Well, I don't know if the bulldog's more effective than the worm was because they tend to stay down for longer after the bulldog while they did the worm. Yeah. 
yeah. than they did after the worm. This is true. So maybe the bulldog's the most effective finisher of all time. Two-handed bulldog. Two-handed bulldog, yes. Um, I do remember actually seeing him, the... He did the... Uh, the worm. The worm. Well, he did the bulldog, then did the worm. I actually got the pin from it. But then nice. I, remember, I remember quite a few times where he did the bulldog, did the worm, and he either hit it or they rolled out of the ring before he could hit it. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, rolled out of the ring while he was doing the... Hoo, hoo, yeah. Hoo. <laughs> I did flail my arms and everything, folks. He just did that. <laughs> no. But... I wouldn't say it was the most effective finisher of all time, but I will say it was one of the most entertaining finishers of all time because it was something completely unique. Yeah. Um, it is a tag team finishers. Well, might be up there. Might be up there. Do the worm into the uh, Grandmaster Sexy Lead Drop. I can't remember happening. I seem to remember happening once. Too cool were good anyway. They pull off their heads on coke, mate. I wouldn't be shocked. Anyway... Brian Christopher doesn't do coke, he does meth. <laughs> meth. There's a difference. The chant- <laughs> powder the- powder versus crystalline. <laughs> Alright, yeah, using your chemistry degree now on this podcast. That's not even chemistry related. <laughs> <laughs> Say it helps, folks. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Walter White Bunkle. <laughs> Not quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> but no, let's say I enjoyed the worm. Forty Wells, most effective finish for all time. No, <laughs> well, unfortunately, probably the most effective finish for all time. You'll have to say is the pedigree. <sighs> well, the, the pedigree looks devastating, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But I still wouldn't say it's the most. Eff- I, I wouldn't want it to be the most effective finish for all time. Yeah. But it was. That effective that you actually couldn't kick out of it on a game. They coded the game so you were unable to kick True. out of that move. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> well, I remember this argument coming up one time though. It's like um, I think it's like for Hulk Hogan. It was like, oh, he's the biggest name in like biggest name in wrestling in the world. Everyone knows him, and his finisher is a leg drop. Yeah, the immortal leg drop. <laughs> Can't kick out the immortal leg drop. <laughs> it's just not happening. Yeah, it's like the, the argument was sort of like for a guy his size, he's doing a leg drop. Yeah, um, well, it's yeah, it's again they probably stay down longer for the big boot than they do from the leg. Yeah, you know, it's but it's one of them that you finishes like that have a certain setup into them, so it's almost like part, that first move is part of the finisher. Mm. Um, I the unique, yes. I don't like the immortal leg drop because that isn't really unique and it is just a leg drop. But back in those days when that was seen as like an effective move, yeah. it made sense because people had like like the DDT was innovative. Yeah. Every fucker does a DDT now. Yeah. It's a normal move. Yeah. The spine buster was Arn Anderson's finishing maneuver. Everybody does a spine buster. The rock does a spine buster just to get into his finishing move. Mm. Yeah? So, it's it's about the time when it was created and yeah, when it was yeah. fought up. So, the immortal leg drop now looks stupid. And it's like, why would anyone stay down for that's a leg drop? Yeah. John Cena's a leg drop. Yeah, and the people get straight back up. Why, why is it effective? But back in the day, 
30 years ago, mm. oh, it's probably a bit different. Yeah. So it makes point. sense. Yeah. Yeah? Like a sleeper was a finisher. Yeah? Nowadays, everybody's a sleep hold. Yeah. When it's all that, the sleeper became a rest hold, whereas it... Yeah. People did use it as a finisher. Yeah. That is... Well, Beefcake used it. Million Dollar Man used it. Cobra Clutch. Yeah. Same shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's... Beefcake Piper. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forgot Piper. Uh... That's probably because I hate Piper. (laughs) What? We discussed it on the podcast previously. You did. I don't like Ruddy Piper at all. (laughs) You don't like Edge either. No, I don't like Edge. (laughs) I don't. Uh, yeah, it's like you never see the sleeper used nowadays like, no. as a finisher. Well, Dolph used it for a bit briefly and never really worked. Well, because he wasn't really using it as a finisher, was he? he was still doing the zigzag. He was trying to. He was trying to, but yeah, like you say, it didn't really work. Um, then Paul Lass. But we'll do this a two-parter. It's okay. Sort of it. So uh, Paul Lass. So you are the promoter of a UK indie company right need your first 10 roster picks so who on your paper in front of you would you write down that you want to so of anyone in the world no they have to be Brits have to be British can they can they still can they be working outside the UK I sort of said Brits or imports too but I'm guessing I'm sort of saying you'd probably have to be a free agent like they couldn't you couldn't say so you couldn't so anybody who works for WWE is out of the question Yeah, yeah right okay so you couldn't say, right, I want Noam Dar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's signed. Yeah. But if you have the choice to bring in, you have ten people to choose from. So, Lionheart would be my first choice. Okay. Um, probably be my champion. Um, to start out with, probably for quite some time as well. Um, having seen him live, I think he's he's very, very good on the mic. I I I think he is, um, especially when he's allowed to be a little bit freelance with it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I remember when he insulted some girl at one of the PCW shows, um, basically called her inbred, and uh, it was brilliant though, and it was epically good. Uh, but there was all of that was a great promo when he came back after his neck injury because he was injured by AJ Styles of all people. Um, <laughs> Again, it was a great promo. Mm. Came out really good. Bought into it. He wasn't going to wrestle again. Blah blah blah. And then he was wrestling again. It was like, ah, yeah, great. So, Barnhart's <laughs> in there. Um, Dave Rain. Okay. Um, I'm, going, I'm going to write. I'm writing these down as I'm doing it. So I know how many I've got. So Dave Rain number two probably would be my number two guy in my company actually, um, because I've seen just his name get over. His name got him over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, okay, though, um, doesn't have the stereotypical look of a great wrestler, mm. but it's it does it's my <laughs> it's kind of my style of humour, mm. uh, really up my street. And I think <laughs> he's talented enough in ring to pull it off. Um so yeah, he's definitely going to be. He's. I've definitely got to put him in there. Okay. Um, now this is where it's. So if I leave them to stand out as like main event. So if we move down. So if I skip number three, four. You're talking big guy. 
So, because every company needs a big man. Right. Yeah. It's this. If I'm building yeah, yeah, a roster, yeah. Said before, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every company kind of needs a big man, and so I'm kind of stuck between two here because my my knowledge of wrestling in the UK or indie wrestling in the UK mm-hmm. is oh, um, is very limited to PCW and Future Shock because yeah. that's the two shows I've been to see live. Um, I've seen a little bit of see, UPW that was on TV on my TV at one point. There was, there was a really there was a show that used to be on oh UKW UKW that's it. Uh, I've seen a bit of that. Um, so big man, big man, I'm kind of a, mm, I'm stuck here with. I like cyanide. You can mm. look stateside. Well, how, what they just I thought uh, so they have but they they can't be signed to WWE is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Over the, uh, they can't be signed to TNA either. I'm guessing they have to be able to work. So you have to be able to work the independents. They have to be able so, to work independents. Yeah, in these eights, independent companies. So my number three T- TNA, so, I believe they can, but TNA gets priority over their dates. Right. Okay. So if you had someone in mind, you could bring in, maybe. So, so I want Cody Rhodes then as my number three. Okay. So, because I think Cody Rhodes is extremely talented um, and was very misused by the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, though I did love his, they give it with a face mask, even though he looked completely normal. And he paper bagging <laughs> people was brilliant. <laughs> Um, so if I'm still thinking big man I can bring somebody over from United States you have to think who, what big man have you seen though right recently from the indies yeah I know that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to come up with that's a hard one because I say I do like Cyanide as a big man and he is yeah. a massive dude but he's really a flake for somebody that big like Dave Mastiff, so that's, me, yeah. that's like kind of like my British contingent mm-hmm. almost. Um, in terms of like big guys, I don't like Abyss. I think he's just been his character's been ruined and shot as shit. Um, so Nandez counts as a big guy. Yeah, I suppose so. He's six seven. I always liked Hernandez, but I don't know whether he's a bit of a shit worker. Supermax. Don't want Bobby Lashley. I like what they're doing with him in TNA or what they were doing with him, but um, it's not. It's not for me. It doesn't work right. Mm, Chris Masters. Again, is he good enough? Mm, he's had some, had some good matches over here. Yeah. Uh, steak, 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 steak. steak. <laughs> um. I think I'll take a chance and I'll go for Hernandez why not is it red <laughs> so I'll take a chance for Hernandez number five okay. I want EC3 six um, I don't know if he still works who's that Christopher Daniels does he still work 
Yes. Christopher Daniels. And Father Moray's currently in Ring of Honor. Oh, right. Him and Kazarian are still a tag team. Right, okay. I'll take Christopher Daniels then, for sure. Because that guy's always been a great worker. So I'm on seven. Um... Uh, Cat Angle doesn't work anymore. No, it doesn't. He's wrestling on Sunday, actually. Is he? In Scotland. Is he? Yes. So he still works? Yeah. Alright, oh, I'll have to put him in there, that's for sure. I didn't realise so, he still worked. So far, you've got all of two Brits. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you included the American ones. Originally, I thought it was just Brits. Unless you're in the UK promoter. So I'm guessing if, if you're like sort of a, so, a flooder. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to get all these guys in. You're just not. Um, especially not all on the same show. I want Valcabius. Because uh, I've only ever seen him in two matches. Two? One match? One match. He's in the UKW as well. Yeah, and on TV. That guy's a fucking beast. Um, it's just a shame that he fucking was a dumbass and ruined his shot at WWE. Um, oh, then again, it's good for my promotion. Um, definitely don't want Ryback, he can fuck off. Um, oh shit, I lost my pen. Go a couple more Brits since you've got a couple more Brits, yeah, since you've got a few. I want Xander Cooper, okay. Because Man of a Thousand Seasons is hilarious. Um, oh, another Brit guy. Um, this is a tough one. It's a lad kid fight. I think he's usually, every time I've seen him, he's been quite good. Um, even though he's been used in some matches, I wouldn't really have put him in. Don't like Allmark. Ooh. Oh shit, I'm stuck between three. Bastard. Oh, I'll tell you what. No, take out Xander Cooper. Right. I want El Ligero. Right. Uh, my choice of two. I'd go for Jim Powers. <laughs> <laughs> because again, right up my street. Or Rampage Brown. Because he's fucking awesome. Rampage Brown has got to be on it. Mm-hmm. He's fucking mint. What? Just the fact you thought you were going to choose Jim Powers over Rampage Brown. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I think he's hilarious. But there you go, that's what that's kind of what I'd work with. Obviously, I didn't realise that some of these guys in America I could have originally, but I think well, I'd be looking at... It was a bit of an opening question, because Paul just asked, in the UK promoter, first ten roster picks. Yeah. So, which a lot of, nearly enough every promotion brings in... Yeah. American Yanks nowadays. Of course they do, yeah. Um, I think the issue, the only issue that I'd have with the what I've picked is some of them guys will want a lot of money. Yes. Um, and, yes, Lionheart, I would, I, after making my picks, Lionheart still be my champion. But everyone on that list for, can be involved in that title picture mm. is the way I look at it. Is okay, you know, like I said, people might think, oh, there's such different sizes and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But I still think that would 
work. I think I can make that work as a, as like a ten. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'm quite. I'm quite. I'm quite happy with that. Actually, there's a couple I, I, I'd be quite. I could probably be swayed on. You know, Hernandez. Is he going to be? Is he? I don't know if he is as good a worker as I think, because he was. But you know, again, every time I saw him, I thought, "Fucking hell, he's built like a Brickshire's house, isn't he?" Yeah. Jesus, you know. But then again, when I fucking saw Kurt Angle, I thought he was built like a brick fucking shit house for a guy who's only six foot tall. Yeah. Fuck, that guy's thick. <laughs> um. So first one for me, I'd have to go Mastiff. I'm going to write over it. Yeah, yeah. He'd be my number one. Um, that's my second in mind, then we've gone. So it's Mastiff your champ? Yeah. Right, okay. Um, Rampage second. Right. I just had a third then as well. I just thought of a yank. I can't think who it is now. <laughs> it's a bastard. Uh, I'll go with Jigsaw as well. Alright. There's a random hole in your... There we go. Something back in English. <laughs> uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Steak, 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 steak. I thought it was Ayabushi count. It's not technically yeah. signed. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now I need to make a movie someone. <laughs> Too like you've already fought with the boy promotions, so fuck you. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Bunkle's boy promotions. <laughs> so, who's my boy tonight? To be fair, over the Kurt Angle, they could all be boys. <laughs> um, oh, EC3 couldn't be a boy. It's called TNA Town. Who else? Who else? Who else? Small amount of peas. Uh, steak, 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 steak. Is it what? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think who was like impressed me. I'm bringing Colcabana. Would you? Yeah. Oh. Comedy gimmick in it, so yeah. I've only seen him that one time, and I wasn't that you know, I wasn't blown away mm. by how much I bet he got paid. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of something in Chicago now as well. That isn't hermit crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, that was one. I've been in Drew Gulak. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he recently got off the contract. He did. Did he? Yeah. Bastard. Yeah. Um, Tim Thatcher, then. Okay. And, uh, how many is that? Two, four, five. Uh, Joe Coffey. Oh, he's your big man. Well, I've got, well, yeah, I've got you've got Massive and Rampage, but he's... He, yeah, I remember watching him, and he was relatively good. 
So I don't think I've seen as much of him as you have. Mm. I think I've only seen one match actually. I'd have to bring you legs because just got like legs works everywhere. <laughs> uh, it's the only Mexican from Birmingham. Leeds. Leeds. Well, the same. Uh, what? Who's the other one? I just thought of someone and I can't think who it was. No, Jimmy Havoc. Two, four, six, eight, two more. Two more. God damn it. Um it's kind of thing you freeze like three line shanks now. <laughs> I'm completely drawing blank. Sebastian put myself on the spot. Um <laughs> I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, go with Cody Rhodes, definitely. Cody Rhodes is seriously underrated. <laughs> and one more. So you have loads in mind, I have none. I freaking I still have more. <laughs> That's the problem. I, I could never settle. I'm trying to think of all the names I've seen in like piece of duo over the time and I can't think of all of them. Or like the ones I'm thinking of. Like they they've signed. Um No, I'm drawing a blank. Drawing a blank? Mm. Oh, fuck it. Look at me great, though, because he's the first one that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, what about Grado? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my 10. Oh, I like it. But then, so you've got your 10 now, Uncle. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, next part of your qu- the question that Danny asked. So you're the only new company, yeah. But you must now hire a um, your head of creative. But you have a choice of Kevin Nash, Vince Russo, because I swear to God, <laughs> and bro, bro, <laughs> I swear to God, bro, mm-hmm. or Eric Bischoff. So Which like one a, do you choose? It's like a pick your poison. So. Russo's a no. Okay. Straight away, no. Because I don't believe him. I don't believe in what he said. He said, I did this, I did that, I created Steve Austin, blah, blah, blah. No, he didn't. He got, I don't think he did any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why he failed at WCW. Yeah. Because he didn't do... The stuff that he told WCW he did, I don't think he did it. Mm. Um... See, ideally, I'd want Chris Kresge, but unfortunately, I can't have him. <laughs> if I pick Nash, he's just going to bury the little guys, because that's what Nash does. But most of my roster is little guys. Or smaller guys. Mm-hmm. I don't want fucking Bischoff, because he's Bischoff. But you'll pick one of them three. 
I'm not surveillor, I'm working for another company, so you can't have me. <laughs> um, just f- I can't have Russo, I can't. He's a liar and a cheat. Okay. I, I don't want Bishop because I don't think Bishop actually knows what draws. I think he just like it's all like shock value or attempt it like kind of like like what Russo says he does. Right. But it's like I'm going to put myself in a match because I can do karate and <laughs> you know I, I don't think it was Russo that came up with that. Well, let's say you got to sign off on it, so they go to see. They had a crate, but they like, you have to sign off on stuff. Probably Nash. Yeah. Because I don't ever think, uh, if I remember correctly, I know he's been a booker. Yeah. But I don't think he's ever actually been head of creative. Uh, that I can think of. At least not for. Not for another company besides WCW. Yeah. When he was like buried in everyone and. Yeah. But he's put not. He's not. Yeah, I don't. He, I don't mind him putting himself on commentary, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to let him wrestle. So he's never going to be able to bury anybody because I'm not going to let him wrestle anyone. Yeah. Um, and I think that. Okay, he's, he might not be a great booker, but I can hire a great booker. Yeah. Yeah. And if he has to report to me for everything. Then I can kind of control what he's doing, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and he, as long as he, I think Russo would not listen and would lie and say that, oh yeah, I'm going to do it, and then do something completely different that he wanted to do and put the belt on himself. And I think Bischoff is a good, he's very good at marketing, yeah. But I don't think he actually is very good at with wrestling. Mm. I don't think his wrestling knowledge is good enough. Um. So no, I, that's that would be why I'd, I'd choose Kevin Nash. Nash. What about you? With yours. Well, see, I was, I was thinking about it for a while the other day, and I was sort of in between watching Heatwave and packing and doing interview prep work and whatever else. Yeah, I had in my million and one things to do. Yeah, covering arm bars and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wouldn't go for Russo. Simply because I don't, it's like he was okay during the Attitude Era, but it's like when you're doing it like, oh, we can have a Viagra on a pole march. It's like, yeah, like when you become yeah. famous for being well known for being everything on a pole match, yeah, yeah, and shit like that. It's, it's not for you, yeah. Uh, Nash, again, like the one bit of Nitro that one stands out for me was when he got put, he put himself, I think, in a gauntlet, and there's like. He pins Chris Candido without actually pinning him. Yeah. He powerbombs Candido. The ref counts the three. So then he pins he powerbombs someone else, then cut then decides to st- stick his foot on the guy and yeah. the ref counts the counts the pins like what? Yeah. <laughs> um Again Bischoff, it's like he has been he was president of WCW and stuff and I'd probably have to say to him before and look look, you're not I'll bring you in. But you are not having an, an on-air role. Yeah, yeah. Like you are not. Yeah. Um, or you will have an on-air role, but you are not having a performing role. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. Like you are literally here to be a mouthpiece and be head of creative. You are not yeah. in a wrestling capacity. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. Um, 
So yeah, I'd probably go Bischoff. Yeah. But if it was a case of like, well, you need to bring in Hogan, you need to bring in Beefcake, you need to yeah, bring yeah. in Duggan, you would be, be like, right, fuck right off. Yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring Billy the Boy in. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That, well, that's, I mean, again, like, if Nash was like that, like, oh, you've got to bring in Scott Hall and you've got to, you know, do this, that and the other, I'd be like, yeah. knock it out. Yeah. It's, you know, they have no say in any of that. Their, their say is literally, oh, well, I think we can do, you know, I think this is a set of matches that we should do. Mm. Yeah, and then I'll go right. Yeah, but this is who I want to go over. Yeah, yeah, and then have like a really good booker underneath him because mm. I, I think the way I did. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I couldn't the... book to save my life, mate. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean the way the way I, I I'd be looking to set my company up at least because because the picks that I've made. Yeah, I look with a. Okay, I got some bigger guys there, but it, they all can work. So that's what I'd kind of want to build it on is on the the body of work. Yeah. So you almost like WWE nowadays. It's about the work, you know, more so than you know the flashy characters and stuff. I've got a bit of flash, yeah. but I've not got you know. I want really really good matches all the time. I don't I don't want like you know I don't want any squashes yeah really which again might be why as I was saying Hernandez might not be the greatest choice for mm. my big man because I think he'd be very good in squash matches yeah but is he technically good enough to do the rest of it mm. <laughs> little bastard <laughs> I don't like the cat that's why I don't pay oh, any attention I don't like cats in general but yeah, this one hasn't clawed at me or anything yet. So until then, yeah, yeah. Ah, um, ah, 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 get down. Sorry, <laughs> I'll have to cut uh, that. <laughs> oh, I could just leave it there and be really lazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll have to sort of quick fire these last three because we're sort of running out of time a bit. We'll save them. Oh no. Well, well I'm not, <laughs> you can't answer one of them straight away because I know you know, know what your answer is. Yeah. Greatest chip wrestler, never to be world champ in WWE or TNA. Greatest wrestler, never to be world champ in WWE or TNA. And I'd be surprised if your answers are different to what I'm currently thinking. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? It just anyone, or does, is it? Is it like you know? Is it? Is it? Is it talent, or based on what I want? Well, who's the greatest wrestler, never to be world champ, in your opinion? In WWE or TNA? Do they have to have been in WWE or TNA? I'm guessing so. So they have to have been in one of the two? I'm guessing so. Ellsworth? Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then he can't be my boy. <laughs> yeah, but he's, then he's never been world champ, so he's, yeah, he's a boy still. Yeah, yeah, but he's but he, if he is a world champ, he can't be my boy. The greatest wrestler never never to be world champ. All right, okay. Fair enough. So. Okay, Ellsworth. <laughs> I think it was like never to have been world champ sort of thing so fair it's... enough fair enough oh, oh so does that mean like retired no like even someone now who's like oh, no, okay. you, you, there could be a, like a career mid card but you think you, oh they should have been a main eventer at some point and won the belt stick <laughs> my boy let's <laughs> stick by my boy um, what about you never to world champ there's actually talented people I could have picked. <laughs> no, there is. 
Um, even though I've never been like really a fan of his work as such, um, especially later on in his career, uh, play Shelton Benjamin. Oh yeah, yeah, very good wrestler. Oh. Very talented, but good wrestler, very talented. But then it's like sort of when when your your gimmick is your the gold standard. Yeah, and yeah. You have the sign the your finisher is the like default. Yeah. Pay dirt. Yeah. And you have Shelton's mama. Yeah. No. No. I just no. Yeah. Um So yeah, I'll go with Shelton Benjamin. Fair enough. Uh and worst match we have ever seen after the Attitude Era and why? Worst match I've ever seen after the Attitude Era. Yeah. Right. There's a choice of two. Okay. Shawn Michaels and God versus Vince McMahon. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, oh, no, there's a choice of three. There's a choice of three. Okay. So there's that one. Yeah. Vince McMahon versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Oh, dear. Because, fuck you. Yeah. Um... And then, well, I suppose I can't really call it that. Yeah, every single gimmick match the Big Show's been in, like the Punjabi, Punjabi prison, prison, prison yeah. match, sumo. the sumo match, the match with Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Big Show. <laughs> Fuck you. Um. See, out of those you've said, I'd play have to go with the Bret Hart, Vince McMahon. That match was fucking awful. Yeah. But then to go outside the realm of WWE, I'd also say Hogan's return match in TNA. Well, yeah, that's got to be up there. Any Hogan match after the fucking Attitude Era, because the man's <laughs> crippled. <laughs> and sandbag the chokeslam. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. The one match that was really, really bad, but I really enjoyed, was uh, the Shawn Michaels overselling. <laughs> Every every like Hogan move that was epic. <laughs> Lex Luger realms of selling. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, ow, <laughs> yes. Oh dear. And then um, final question would be Els- James Ellsworth. This generation's Gilbert. I think in terms of true expectations, yes. <laughs> uh, but they won't give him the cruiserweight title or like heavyweight title. I'm feeling sorry for him. No, 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 no. <laughs> they won't do anything like that. James Ellsworth is a gimmick that will only go one way and it will, uh, it will end up with him basically jobbing. But that's fine. Yeah. Because that's the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the reason he's my boy is because he's so over yet has no right to be. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even say, is he particularly talented? Yeah, for what he's doing, yeah, he is. But he's, I, I don't know if he's in work, he's great. Um, you know, we've not seen enough of it to know. <laughs> but, you know, for where he is on the card, for what he's doing, yeah. that's why he's a boy. Mm-hmm. Because he has no right to be there. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's making it work. Yeah. His but, merch sells are through the roof. Yeah. Right. He'll be as long as his merch does well, he'll be around for a long time. Because they they love people who sell merch. And I bet they don't have to pay him that much. Probably not. He'll be on that play mid level. Yeah. Get downside. Yeah. So Exactly. What do you think? Um I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> It's like I saw that one video of him on the Indies in a tag match where he's like part of like some tag team called like the Sexy Dudes or something. Or <laughs> so yeah, it's um, I think he is, but it's like he's selling merch. Um, he's like somehow over. Um, Yeah, it's. Uh, I think he is, but it depends how long they're gonna give him. Like, surely he's gonna be in the rumble. I'm gonna guess they're gonna put him in the rumble. Number three, and maybe he'll even get a WrestleMania spot. Which I think he will be as a manager or something daft like that. Unless like they put like the tag belts on him and Ambrose, and like Ambrose just does the whole match. Yeah, type thing. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with it. Because mm-hmm. the WWE, you know, they have a tendency to bail on things really quickly. But if you signed a full-time contract, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Which he reportedly has. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I'm still awaiting confirmation on that yet. But, yeah. So, there we go. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all of our list of topics. Excellent. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. So, Send in more. Yes, please send him more. Really do enjoy going through that kind of shit. <laughs> uh, Might even talk more about my roster next week. <laughs> next week, next month. We'll <laughs> do it sooner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, next time we will be covering doing a pay per view, which will be Heatwave '98. Easter View Heatwave '98. Whoop whoop. With Bunkle's 14 pages of notes. Yeah, I might condense this, folks, because <laughs> I could probably talk to you for several hours. <laughs> Just on what I've covered, it took me lo- it took me longer to watch more than twice the length of the pay per view to review the pay per view. That says something. That's dedication, Holmes. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> How about the power to move you? <laughs> History of Uncle Boy. <laughs> I love the fact you're singing a song about a guy that you actually look like. <laughs> <laughs> I, could go off, I could go off on the Jeff Hardy one. And, Another druggie is what I'll always be. <laughs> and that's why it's not allowed in our country. Because <laughs> they got high and lots of sing on a PPV. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, for the last art of wrestling. Kayfabe. Fuck off. In the crayon. <laughs> That'll make sense sooner rather than later. <laughs> I'm going to have to create some of it. <laughs> you are now. Yeah. Bunkle 316. <laughs> yeah, just put that on the back. <laughs> or whatever date. Uh, oh, Bunkle 1506. Do you want to be the 16th? <laughs> we'll see. 16, 16 6 or 6 16. Yeah. So, so yeah, for the last lot of wrestling. <laughs> Kayfabe! <Yeah>. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs>
We are clearly just throwing each other off mic that you can't actually see. Uh, I've been Coxie. I've been the man of thousand gimmicks. <laughs> Your boy! <laughs> the blue blood! The baddest man! The baddest man! The baddest man! Science sealed delivered. Bunkle. Hell yeah. <laughs> Porky pig in it. <laughs> The Porky Pigger Boy. <laughs> You've been listening. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs>